Welcome everybody to another episode of Travel Rolly Podcast. Today it's my partner Jeff Bartholomew and I. Uh, we're going to be talking about the ins and outs of St. Andrews. Um, Jeff has been, you know, traveling for 25 years over to the British Isles and he has been to St. Andrews. He's lived there for two months. He's um, gone multiple times. His first time was 26 years ago now with his father on his father's 60th birthday and he'll talk a little, little bit about that. But uh, we talk about the restaurants, the bars, the golf courses that you're going to stay, um, some places to see. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to another podcast. It's the Travel Royally Podcast. It's a podcast we drop every week with great content to help you plan your trip to the British Isles for Lynx Golf. And today we wanted to focus on St. Andrews and everything <clears throat> about St. Andrews. It's the most popular destination and one with the most questions. So we thought we'd spend our time with you today talking about how to plan a trip to St. Andrews. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. So, um, you know, I took my first trip to St. Andrews um, last a few months ago. So this is a big topic and, um, you know, we'll go over stuff to be prepared for when you go on a trip there. Um, I'll talk about some of my experiences as a first timer, and then you'll obviously talk about some of the experiences you've had in your many trips to St. Andrews is probably your second home by now. So we've got right. some questions to ask you. And uh, um, unfortunately, you're already prepared for them. So nothing's going to be a surprise. But <laughs> here we go. So first, I want to talk about um, what makes St. Andrews so special in your eyes. Yeah, that's a wonderful question. <clears throat> you know, when you think about it, people say, hey, the, the course at St. Andrews isn't the greatest golf course. And that while that may be true, I think what it is, is the most historic golf course that, that you can play in the world. It's the home of golf. And when you think about that, that bridge behind me is a bridge that every great golfer has trod over. And Hayden and I were there a couple of months ago. We saw Tiger Woods during the Open Championship. Uh, walk across that bridge and up the fairway with tears in his eyes. Mm -hmm. That gives you a sense of how meaningful it is to the pros. And that makes it even more meaningful to us. But the other thing, it goes <clears throat> well beyond golf in St. Andrews. It's an amazing town. And as you look over my head, you can see that obelisk there. It's called Martyr's, Martyr's Monument. And if you go past that, you're, you're walking up along the ocean along a street called The Stores. Uh, probably half a mile up on the left, you'll come to um, the castle in ruins. 100 yards beyond that or a couple of hundred yards beyond that is the cathedral in ruins. Uh, within there, you'll find the graves of old Tom, young Tom, Alan Robertson. That's fantastic. When you come back into town, you come through the university. It's a university town, so... Um, during the fall and the spring, it's full of students and um, wonderful shopping, wonderful restaurant, a very <clears throat> cosmopolitan town yeah. for a town that size. And just a great restaurants, great bars, great, great everything. It's just yeah. a fun place to be. And we'll get into some of those favorites for you and the ones that you've experienced and, and would recommend to other people. Um, you mentioned some historical sites um, give us a couple of the main historical sites and then which one is your favorite one to visit when you're there in St. Andrews? Okay, well, obviously, 
St. Andrews is a very old town. It used to be the ecclesiastical capital of Europe. So it had a cathedral, which up until probably 400 years ago was a magnificent cathedral. When you tour the cathedral, you're astounded. It's probably like going to visit the pyramids. Like, how did they build this? And when you look at the columns that supported this massive structure, you wonder, how did this, how did they build this? How many years did it take? That's a, it's an amazing place. It's in ruins and uh, it's fascinating. Uh, I mentioned earlier, next to that is the graveyard. It's a wonderful historical <laughs> site with a lot of the founding fathers and people of St. Andrews. So when you, when you go through the town, you'll see streets, you'll see bars and restaurants named after famous people. Uh, there are bunkers on the old course named after famous people or notable people, founding fathers. So Cheap's Bunker is an example, or Playfair's Restaurant and Hotel, or um, Old Tom Morris's Shop. Mm -hmm. So those people are buried in that graveyard adjacent to the cathedral, and it's, it's a must-stop. The Castle in Ruins is um, a wonderful place to stop. Uh, I think the other thing that, that's great is the university. It looks like Hogwarts to me. And we've only talked about St. Andrews. When you, well, <clears> the other <throat> St. Andrews, you can go and see old Tom Morris's shop. You can see his birthplace. I stayed in the birthplace of his wife um, in a town not far from there. And there's just historical significance everywhere. Yeah. Because you get outside of St. Andrews, there <clears throat> are lots of castles to go and visit. So there's a lot to do from a historical perspective while you're there. Yeah. If you're in, in the, in town staying, what would be some of the, uh, I guess, day trips that you would take a little bit outside of the town where it's, you know, within a driving hour drive, uh, that you would recommend. Yeah. Well, we stayed there for an entire summer last summer in 2021. And we stumbled on a small town called Colross. C-U-L-R-O-S-S. -S. There's an abbey there. Um, it's got cobblestone, windy streets, ancient houses, um, a bakery, coffee shop, a fun place to go. It's right on the Firth of Forth. It looks over at Edinburgh. And that's a fun place to visit that we stumbled on. Mm -hmm. And part of what I want to encourage people to do is to explore on their own and stumble on their own favorite village or town but the the places that we like to go if you if you drive south from st andrews along the coast you'll come across a number of nice seaside villages with with harbors that either still are or used to be fishing harbors so you'll come through king's barns and crail and ely and pittenwing anstruther um leaven i mean there are, there's a whole string of them and uh, we love going there, quaint little small fishing villages, wonderful fish and chip shops. Um, we, I got my hair cut in Anstruther as an example, the Turkish barber. Um, we found that to be fun. And, uh, and then the other place we like to go north of there, away from St. Andrews, across the, the River Tay, is a um, town called Dunkeld. And Dunkeld has um, a wonderful Marriott property called the Dunkeld House Hotel. 
it's a it's a wonderful little town with again bakeries restaurants coffee oh. shops um and uh, we like that and just beyond that is pit lockery where you can go and they've got the edward hour <laughs> distillery and uh, it's a it's kind of a touristy town with restaurants and pubs and shops and it's a fun place to visit as well there's a couple new distilleries right the uh king's barns distillery is is a new venture that have you been there yet yeah we have uh, i went there last summer fantastic tour 20 minutes from central st andrews it's a great spot you can do a tasting you can do a tour and the other thing that's happened Hayden, in the last 25 years gin distilleries have popped up so right there in st andrews you've got the eden mills distillery and uh, they make gin there I, I think they make other spirits as well but uh, they make a wonderful gin that i like and uh, and then of course you've got the king barnes distillery and you know if you're a single malt connoisseur it's a great place to stop but uh, we set up you know trips to other distilleries as well around scotland awesome so um yeah so when you're traveling to st andrews what are you, some of your favorite places to stay um obviously there's some hotels or some airbnbs what's your um preference yeah, it really depends on what your budget is. There are some amazing properties there. So, you know, in town, there are two big hotels. One overlooks the 18th fairway and the first fairway. That's Rusak's. It's an amazing property. It's recently been redone, top to bottom. And uh, they it's an amazing property. Great restaurants, great views. And we recommend cocktails on the rooftop bar or dinner up there. The other big hotel in town is the Old Course Hotel. That overlooks the road hole. Mm -hmm. um, it has a great view back into uh, at the RNA and the, and the site behind me. And they've got a top floor restaurant that's exceptional as well. Those are two big properties. The third big property is the Fairmont Hotel. It sits just outside of town. It's a wonderful resort with wonderful views, good restaurants, and uh, we like that property a lot as well. It's right next to the Castle Course, right? It is. Excellent call. Yeah, right adjacent to the Castle Course. It's got two courses on the property as well that you said that, um, wh which ones are those called? They are the Torrance and the Kiddox, but they're being renovated. Yeah, completely. that's right. I haven't got the latest scoop on it, but my belief is that they're they're tearing them up completely and starting from scratch to create more of a Lynx course than um, what they had, which was more of a seaside course. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But when you get back into town, there are wonderful properties there. There's a, there's a street called Murray Park that's loaded with B&Bs, small mom and pop B&Bs. Um, we love Five Fillmore, which is just around the corner from the old course. It's a Wonderful hotel, particularly for couples. They have an amazing breakfast. We've stayed a lot at the Dunvegan. The Dunvegan's got a the best bar in town for golfers, I, I would say, arguably. <laughs> They've got a property across the street called the Ocrelone Suite that is basically a furnished apartment with a kitchen, a dining room, a big living room, and three bedrooms, washer and dryer. That's a great place to stay. So there's plenty of places to stay 
in St. Andrews and uh, at virtually every budget. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and so if you think about <clears throat> the more expensive places being the big properties, and then you've got the uh, B&Bs are less expensive. What I didn't mention was as you leave, well, right behind me, just beyond the big brown building on right here, if you go up the scores, there are a handful of nice properties there, um, hotels that are kind of mid-priced. So B&Bs, the hotels on the scores, and then the bigger properties are a little more expensive. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, you know, besides golf, um, besides seeing historical sites, what else would you do in St. Andrews to, you know, take some time out of a day? <clears throat> yeah. Well, one, it's a great place to explore. So you can do, we've got a wonderful tour guide that we use, a company that we've established a relationship with, and uh, they'll give tours. We always recommend that because it acclimates people to the town and uh, where the shopping is and where the restaurants are. They're wonderful people. Um, it's called Walking Tours in Scotland, and uh, they do great work. But so exploring Market Street, North Street, South Street, these run parallel back and forth to one another. And uh, so you, you can look at architecture. You can stumble on a coffee shop. You can stuff, um, stumble on a bakery, a butcher shop, a restaurant, um, a place to buy gifts and souvenirs. There's a small grocery in town called Tesco. There are bookstores. There's clothing stores. It's a wonderful little town. So <clears throat> I don't know that you, you could probably spend a day exploring St. Andrews. Yeah. But even more probably. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Let's uh let's get into the interesting stuff. The uh the golf courses. Okay. Um, so uh there are multiple courses within St. Andrews Lynx Trust. Um, which courses are on the property behind you? Okay. Um, so technically they would be this way. <laughs> yeah. Near the. Um, so you're looking at the old course. That's the one everyone wants to play. But there are um, seven, or excuse me, six courses on that property. So, and there, and each one of them is amazing. So the one that, the ones that most people want to play there are the old, the new course, and the Jubilee. So the new course is actually more than 120 years old, and so is the Jubilee. And they run <clears throat> inside of the old course. So hard to explain this, but the old course really doesn't touch the ocean, um, except when you get out really at the far end. Yeah, like number um, seven. You're like the seventh and 11th green they share a green that's mm -hmm. on the ocean and the 12th tee box is on the ocean yeah it kind of just you, touches it and comes back exactly now so the new course and the and jubilee run inside of that towards the beach and then beyond that you have three more courses so you've got the eden course um which is a um, nice golf. It's more of a relief course. It's more wide open. And then you've got Strathtyrum and you've got Balgo. And those are shorter 
And those are designed more for uh, beginners or um, or people that are older and don't want to walk, uh, you know, a full 18 holes on a regulation size lengths. <coughs> Excuse me. So those are the the six courses there. And as I mentioned, the three that everyone want to play are the old, the new, the Jubilee. And uh, occasionally some people will play Eden. And I've played all six of them there. And, you know, I enjoyed all of them. But some of them are really for beginners and, mm -hmm. and uh, older folks. And then right outside of town, you mentioned the castle course. It sits between the Fairmont and on the south side and I guess North, a little bit north of there would be um, the castle itself. It's a hilltop property. It looks back into the town. It's got amazing views of not. It's got good views of the town, but it's got amazing views of the castle and the cathedral. That it, and both of those are in ruins. So you look right down at that expansive views to the sea. It's got the best views in St Andrews of any other golf courses. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember going. And visiting the clubhouse and um, what was it, eighteen and uh, nine that are joined together, and it just looks out into uh, the ocean, and um, you're sitting in having a, a drink after the round, and you can watch both sides come in to to finish their holes. Yeah, it's a wonderful place <clears throat> to have a uh, breakfast before the round or a post round drink or dinner or lunch. Um, it's amazing. But Hayden, you also mentioned the two courses at right there at um, the Fairmont. So if I drive south away from St. Andrews, I'll come to those courses first. As I drive down the coast, you'll stumble on lots of great golf courses. You'll come to Kings Barnes. There are two courses at Crail. You've got a nine-holer at, at uh, Anstruther. You've got Ely. You've got Leaven Links and London Links. Those are two courses that butt up against next uh, to next, next to one another. South of that, you've got Dumbarney Links, which you played in love. And I mentioned Ely in there. So there's a string of wonderful courses. Mm -hmm. And so out of St. Andrews, you could play, you know, comfortably for two weeks and not repeat yeah. the same course without leaving your hotel. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, without changing hotels. So, and then just north of there is... Carnoustie. Um, nearby is a, a wonderful club called Scotts Craig. So, and, and there are more. I'm, I, I don't, if Barrick anyone is from not any too of those far other away. Courses, they're not too far away. But if anyone from any of those other courses saying, hey, you didn't mention our course, I apologize. There are a lot of wonderful courses. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to help you arrange a time at any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of good golf. Um, I remember, you know, when we were walking the course or the old course while watching the open, um, it, it's really cool because you've got golf everywhere. You're walking on the left side. You get to see the Eden course. You're walking on the other side. You could see the new course, the Jubilee. We even walked out onto the new course and just kind of um, looked at the views of the ocean and uh, right. took a little uh, break from from the tournament. But um it was special. It's special just being on the grounds and walking around on, you know, the old course. But um, yeah, I, we talked to some people yesterday, you and I, about the bridge right behind me. And one of the great things about St. Andrews, too, 
Hayden is affected, it's closed on Sundays. And it basically becomes a public park. And I know that's hard to believe. They rope off the greens, but you've got access to the entire course. You can mm -hmm. walk the entire course. You can look in the bunkers. You can kick a soccer ball, throw a frisbee, have a picnic lunch out there, just look around. And you get a very uh, strong sense of just how special um, that course is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's get into uh, what you do after the golfing round. Um, what are so yeah, sleep and uh, take a maybe get a few pints at a couple bars. Yeah. Um, tell us where your favorite spots are. Um, where is the place you got to go have a drink um, after your round? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of wonderful pubs in St. Andrews. Um, our favorite for years has been <clears throat> at Vegan. Yeah, absolutely. It's a spectacular bar. They cater to American golfers. You can get a good steak or a hamburger in there, or fish and chips. Mm -hmm. uh, the staff is amazing. The, the food's very good. And everyone in there is talking about where they played golf that day. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you got people say, hey, I was at Dumb Barney. Hey, I played there yesterday. Or we went to King's Barnes. Or we played Ely. Or have you played the old yet? Or whatever. That's yeah. a wonderful spot. But um, there are some other pubs, and they're they're great for other reasons. So um, right along the 17th fairway is the Jigger Inn. It sits adjacent to the Old Course Hotel. The Jigger Inn has outdoor seat, seating. So on a, on a nice day, um, like the day that you can see behind me, you could sit there and watch golfers play in on 17 and uh, have a drink as you do that. You can also get a, a good meal there. One thing that I did with a group that I played with, the uh, new bar, the One Under, which is underneath the Rusex Hotel. Yeah. It's... Uh, built to look like a um, probably an early 19th century pub. Uh, that's a wonderful bar. It kind of reminded bar. me of, um, made me think of the bottom of a, a sailing, a sailing ship, like one of those old big sail boats yeah. like in Pirates of the Caribbean. It reminded me of thinking like I'm down in there having a, having a glass of rum. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Had that's a great, that's a great, uh, a great pub and then when you get into town you've got keys you've got the criterion and there are others but um yeah i mean i we we've recommended the ones that we've recommended we hope that you stumble onto one of your own and then yeah call us send pictures tell us about your favorite pub yeah um so you know obviously before you you go drinking you gotta have some food in your system so um tell us about a couple of your your favorite spots to eat um i know we we uh went to a nice italian restaurant and loved it that was a little little italy, italy. yes and that was that was amazing um i uh i took the wine tab there and it, it cost me a, a pretty penny but um was definitely worth it um and we had a great time really really good food uh, tell us about a couple other options that um, you love going to. Okay. Yeah, there are, there's no shortage of great restaurants there. The only difficulty is that you, uh, in the high season, June, July, August, they're very crowded, difficult to get reservations at. But a couple that we really like, 
one of the things that we like to recommend is on the last night to really blow it out and go to a nice restaurant and celebrate your trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, we like to give away a claret jug um, on our trips with uh, more than two golfers. So if you've got a group of four, we'll give you a replica <clears throat> claret jug and you should go somewhere and celebrate with it. Right. So, um, and we would recommend making the rounds to some pubs with it as well. But uh, at any rate, <laughs> yeah. when you, um, a couple of great restaurants, I've already mentioned a couple. One, the restaurant on top of the, at the top floor of the Old Course Hotel, fantastic food, wonderful views, wonderful service, and, uh, you know, really fine dining. Uh, the restaurant, it's called 18, that sits above on the top floor of the Rusacks. It's a it's a American style chop house, great steaks, great seafood, um, outdoor bar, uh, balcony overlooking the course. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, the Dunbegin we mentioned it's a great spot. Um, you, you know it's it's more bar food, but very good bar food. They pride themselves on their great steaks, so you can go there for a great steak. They've got a dining room downstairs away from the the pub that's quieter. And uh, so we recommend that. And then there's a restaurant called uh, Seafood Ristorante, an Italian seafood place right on the water. It's literally behind the RNA building behind me. And it sits, it's perched up on top of the hill, looks out at the ocean. It's an all glass building. So you, no matter where you sit, you've got views. And uh, that's a wonderful restaurant. It's small, difficult to get a reservation in. When you go into town, we've got two restaurants that we like a lot. One is called Corgan's, and it's down an alley. It's kind of hidden, and it looks like an old um, fishing warehouse or fish shop. It's got very good cocktails, wonderful decor, good food. Uh, We really like that place. Just beyond there, down another alley, is little Il- Il- excuse me little italy and it's a wonderful italian restaurant um hayden and i were there as he mentioned he picked up the wine and that night and the meal is just spectacular we can't say enough good things about that and then there's a a restaurant we really like called the criterion it's a pub as well they have uh pies and when I say pies, I don't mean like fruit pies like we have here, but uh, meat pies, steak pies, kidney pies, chicken <laughs> pies. Yeah. Um, they're not like our chicken pot pies here, but they're they're more like big, full of beef and gravy. Yeah. Just amazing. They have vegetarian ones as well, if you're interested. <laughs> and then the final spot I'll mention, Hayden, uh, well, I'll come back to a couple of other spots, but there's a spot as you drive away from St. Andrews North a little bit, um, and, I, and I'm talking a couple hundred yards outside of town, you're gonna come um, near the entrance to the um, Eden and uh, Balgove courses. And um, as I'm driving out of town, I would turn right to go and play the golf. If I turn left, I'm going into the Balgove Larder, which is, they've got a steak restaurant. You and I were there for pizza. Right. And then they've got a an upscale food shop where you can get um, things like uh, cheeses and 
hard salami and breads and olives, things that you would make a charcuterie board or if you wanted to cook dinner for yourselves. And then um, Tina and I used to go there probably a couple times a week for scones and coffee, kind of a 10 o'clock in the morning break. They'll get a scone or a coffee. On a rainy day, we might go there in the afternoon to break up the day. But um, wonderful food. And then I got one more spot. Uh, there are lots of good uh, places in town for coffees, so you don't need, you know, you can go in and get cappuccinos and lattes in a couple of places in town. One of the, a, a great restaurant we like to go to is in Anstruther, called the Anstruther Fish House. The Queen, who unfortunately passed away recently, used to go there for fish and chips, so they pride themselves on that. It's a wonderful fish and chip shop. Um, I still prefer Kimberly Inn. Up in Findhorn, but yeah, um, I, we it's uh, we think that's better fish and chips, but the fish and chips at the uh, and that's more of a dining experience, right? It's in an old building, a very old building. Anstruther Fish House feels more like a uh, McDonald's version of that, but the the fish and chips are really good. I've only had fish and chips one time in my life. It was at the Kimberly Inn. And I don't know if I can ever have it again anywhere else. I don't. So my expectations you. are very, very high. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I might not have to get it until next time we go to the Kimberly Inn. I'm dying to go there right now. <clears throat> to talk about it. I'm hungry. Or maybe a bacon roll at Dunbarney. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> other one. That's another one. Tell them about that because that's a great story. Man, I mean, we, we got there early enough to where we could uh, get a biscuit and a coffee we're like yeah let's just get whatever breakfast they have in a coffee so like all right they give us four bacon rolls and i've never had anything like it the the bread was picture like um when you go to chick-fil-a and you get their biscuits in the morning and the biscuits like falling apart so that's the bread with butter all 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 in it and then the bacon um it's i don't know i've never had anything like that it's like uh I, I I described it yesterday as like um, ham that you like fry in a pan, but the taste is so much different. And when yeah. I, I don't know, th- those bacon rolls were were magical. I just did a whole description of a of a biscuit, but it was special. We're, we're, we we yeah. want to go go back and get one. We might get them to send us one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When people say that the food they've heard that the food <clears throat> in the UK or Scotland isn't good. Uh, I think you need to try it all, whether it's haggis or fish and chips or bacon rolls or um, sticky toffee pudding, whatever. I think the food's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Um, Yeah, you just got to find the spots. Um, Don't go to an American style place, you know, get get your culture in, culture food. Um, So, you know, we're obviously sending a couple trips to St. Andrews next year, uh, maybe for people watching that um, would want to get an idea of what a trip looks like. Uh, if we were to have a foursome come to us and say, hey, we want to, you know, go to St. Andrews. We went seven to 10 days. Um, which courses are you going to, would you recommend to put on the list and where would you make, where, where would you put them for stay? Okay. And let's say they, they, um, you know, they want to stay in two different spots, one one bigger spot and then, you know, one smaller spot. Okay. 
Well, what we what we like to do is <clears throat> we've established relationships with a lot of properties and courses, and uh, we want to be loyal to them. But we're loyal to them because they treat our guests so well, and because the experience that they deliver is in line with our values and with the values of our clients. So let's talk about two types of trips that you just described. Let's say you're staying for seven nights, which is probably about the average number of nights people stay. So seven nights means that what we recommend, what we like to see people do is travel on Saturday, arrive on Sunday. Okay. Um, we have a person greet you at the airport. One of our people will greet you at the airport. And uh, we'll either uh, get you into your own van to drive or, I mean, that we've arranged, or we'll have our driver drive you um, to St. Andrews. So we've got a surprise route that we like to take. The, the course kind of emerges in front of you. And uh, we have you get out of the car and look at the, the course from there. Then we go up. And uh, we'll have you walk the course because Sundays, as I mentioned earlier, the course is closed. Yeah. Experience that. Then go to, I, keep, I can't point to the right direction, um, that Martyr's Monument. And uh, we'll have a tour guide pick you up there, a walking tour of St. Andrews for 90 minutes, up the scores, Castle, Cathedral, back through the university, through the town. Then we like to have them come to the top of the Rusex Hotel. Um, we've got an, an exclusive arrangement with the tour provider, and they call it a wee walk and a cocktail. <clears throat> go up and you have a cocktail overlooking the um, the view behind me and the and the course itself. So um, that's something that that we like to recommend. Start so then on Monday you'd play the first round of golf. Uh, we would have you probably stay in St. Andrews and play one of the four courses that we would highly recommend there. And uh, next day, um, play one of the old, one of the other courses, whether it's the old, the new, the Jubilee. Um, we would we would suggest taking Wednesday off to do some exploration, give your back a rest. So then go out and. Uh, Perhaps play another St. Andrews course, the Castle course, or the Old, or what have you. Um, and then the final two rounds of golf, we would have you go south and play courses like Ely or Dunbarney or Crail, Kings Barnes. Those are all wonderful courses. So that's one trip where you've stayed in a, in a single property and mm -hmm. just played golf around um, around St. Andrews. The other the other way to do that would be to take the first half of the trip and go to St. Andrews. Just as we described, take the walk on the old course, the tour of the town, two rounds there, take the Wednesday off, um, drive down to Edinburgh, take a tour. We'll have a tour arranged of Edinburgh, um, another private guided tour, go out to North Berwick, stay in North Berwick. Or we recommend a place um, in Aberlady called the Ducks Inn. Stay with uh, Malcolm Duck at his property. And then play Gullen, Dunbar, North Berwick, um, yeah. Renaissance. There are a string of great courses there. And then that puts you relatively close to the airport, less than an hour away from the airport. 
and then when you depart, you're you're closer to the airport. Yeah, don't have to deal with <clears throat> coming down from St. Andrews. So those are two um, stays that that include St. Andrews. Um, so yeah, that's those are two wonderful trips. Yeah, hopefully some people are getting excited to start planning their trip, and that's kind of what it would look like. Yeah, we've got some friends, well, some friends and clients that are leaving Saturday, right? Yeah. And they're going to be in St. Andrews for, I mean, they're going for a long time. I think they're going for 16 nights in total. So they're going to start in St. Andrews. No, excuse me. They're going to start up in Inverness. Yep. Play some golf up there, come down to St. Andrews, stay there for like five or six nights, six nights, I believe, and then go down to North Barrick, play some courses around there. And, and uh, yeah, they're they can't wait to get over there. And yeah, one other had, question: we yeah. don't have one or two trips to St. Andrews next year. We've got we've got a bunch of trips planned for St. Andrews yeah. next year for our clients. Um, you the the smiles on their faces last night were a little different. Um, more more giddy, childlike yeah. smiles. Um, they're ready to to head on overseas this week, so. Um, they're, they're going to make some memories and, uh, I know that you've had, you know, you've been going for 25 years of, you've had a lot of trips in St. Andrews. What are, you know, a couple of your favorite memories of being in St. Andrews? That's a wonderful question. And I think that a lot of people go for big events in life. So my favorite memory is taking my dad for his 60th birthday, right? I mean, it mm -hmm. was amazing. And then to be truthful, he passed away in 2021 and I was standing on the spot, not near it, but on the spot yeah. where he and I had had our picture taken 25 years earlier. So St. Andrews has a very special um, place in my heart. Now, other memories, we've got a friend of ours who his father passed away, he scattered his ashes on the front of the tee box on 18. And uh, one morning we were leaving to go to the airport at seven o'clock in the morning. We take a bottle of single malt out there. We all took a pull on the bottle and left the bottle there. What was left in it, um, you know, paying homage to him. Mm -hmm. um, another great memory was sitting in that clubhouse, um, the RNA, <clears throat> and um, toasting his dad from inside the RNA. Those are. I mean, that's, a, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a special thing, but that, um, but, you know, the memories that we've made there are spectacular, um, you know, sitting with you, just you and me, nobody else, other than the 10,000 other people that were up in those stands that day, but you and I sitting, watching Tiger yeah, that's play special. up 18 was, is very memorable. Yeah. So lots of memories to be made there. Yeah, I think when when you know Tiger's walking over the bridge and the other players that were with him kind of held back and let him take his time because that might have been the last you know round he's ever played in a in an open, so right. um, that was really special. Everybody you know thousands and thousands of people standing up clapping watching Tiger Woods walk down the 18th green. That was right. that was pretty surreal and special. So that's definitely right. at the top of one of my memories. Exactly. Wonderful time. Yeah. So uh, last thing, you know, before we, we end this, um, you know, what are, what's some advice for people that are, have planned to uh, 
go off to St. Andrews for the first time? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, there's a, <clears throat> there's a, and there's a, a, a way of thinking that, Hey, I can do this myself. I'll plan this trip myself. And my recommendation is that you hire a tour operator like Royal Links Golf Tours. We know the ins and outs of the, the entire country. We know the ins and outs of St. Andrews. We've got relationships there. We know where to send you. We know where you should stay, where you shouldn't stay, where you shouldn't go, and and so forth. And then, you know, if you listen to all of our podcasts, you'll pick up lots of great information about how to plan a trip over there. But if you're going for the first time, what I would say is don't try and squeeze everything into one trip. Go back again, right? Um, if you go with someone special, like your father or your brother or your son, and you know, next year or a couple of years later, go back with your buddies and experience it all over again and see the things that you weren't able to see, play the courses that you weren't able to play. And, um, and then the other thing to make the trip the most enjoyable is you've got to be prepared. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. A very good rain suit, waterproof is really important, not just in case it rains, but in case it's windy. Um, you know, we've got, I travel with two pairs of waterproof shoes, a waterproof jacket and pants, rain gloves, a waterproof hat. Um, yeah, you want to be well prepared for that. Another thing that I would do in prepping for a trip like this is for a month before your trip. Well, more than that, probably two months before the trip, I'd start walking every day. You know, yep. Hayden made the point that we walked over 50 miles, no, over 60 miles in eight days, right? Yep. I mean, we walked an insane amount in a very short period of time. And you don't want to pull a muscle or injure your back. So you want to you want to exercise and be in the best shape you can be when you go over there. <clears throat> yeah. So we would recommend that. The other thing that I would do for a month in advance is a couple of times a week, go to the driving range and learn how to hit a low ball how to hit a knockdown eight iron, a knockdown pitching wedge, whatever, something to keep the ball out of the wind. And uh, yeah, that th those are things I would do to prep myself for a trip over there. Yeah, I would start uh, using the seven iron around the green. <laughs> um, just getting a, feel, getting a feel for that. Um, you can use the putter in some, some areas, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, Aiden and I played with a guy on our – one of the final rounds, a guy named Jim Young, he's won the club championship at Crail a couple of times. He's a member at Murray, where I'm a member. We went out and played with him. And his seven iron is like a magic wand, right? I mean, he can play that from 160 yards. He can play it from just off the fringe. He can, he can bump yeah. and run it from 40 yards. Um, his skill with that thing, it's like watching a – a butcher with a you know a carving knife it's like holy cow that guy's good with that thing yeah i know saves a boatload of strokes took me about four or five days to actually start getting the seven iron inside 10 feet of the pin so um and i couldn't chip you can't chip around those greens so i the 56 was in the bag um 
Well, Jeff, thank you uh, for for answering some questions and and giving us some insight on St. Andrews. I know that you love it, and I'm I love the town now, and I I can't wait to get back. Honestly, um, talking with those guys last night got me excited for them because they're getting to go experience what I experienced, and um, it's just really exciting. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you could go, and I can't wait to get back there with you again. All right. Thank you so much again for joining us today. I hope you learned a little bit about St. Andrews and uh, the culture and and what to experience there. Um, I really hope that uh, if you are thinking about um, going to St. Andrews or if you have a trip planned, I hope this helps you uh, prepare for it. So uh, thank you again. Uh, We'll see you next week. Goodbye.